In this episode of Locked On Capitals, we talk about Brock Besser. And would he be a good fit on this Capitals team? It was hinted at on Elliot Friedman's 32 Thoughts podcast that Brock Besser would potentially be a good fit for the Capitals. Is he ultimately a good fit here? Let's talk about Brock next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form, so head on over to YouTube and check it out. And when you're on YouTube, make sure and hit that subscribe button. And if you like the videos, give it a thumbs up. It really helps grow the channel. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, in this episode, we are going to talk about Brock Besser and would he be a good fit on the Capitals? It is a struggling Vancouver Canucks team, so it would only make sense that they are trying to offload some of the players. You know, Thatcher Demko is also included in that equation. So we'll talk about Elliot Freeman and Jeff Merrick's story on the 32 Thoughts podcast. Then later in the show, we will talk about the trade that they want to make potentially with Anthony Mantha. And do the Capitals ultimately want to part with Anthony Mantha or a Lars Eller, something like that. And then in the final segment, we will talk a little bit more about the history of Brock Besser. And do you think that ultimately he would be a good fit in Washington? So just to get going here, the story Sportsnet's Elliot Friedman was thinking out loud in his 32 Thoughts podcast and mentioned that Besser, who has been a trade candidate, could potentially fit into the Capitals' plans and that Mantha could be a fair return. Teams I wonder about Brock Besser, Washington. This is a personal opinion, but I wonder if Besser, Anthony Mantha move makes any sense for both, Friedman wrote. The Capitals need a jolt, and as general manager Brian McClellan said last weekend, can't do anything financially lopsided until there's clarity on Backstrom's availability. Mantha's cap hit is slightly lower than Besser's, and he's got one fewer year, which would appeal to Vancouver anyway, just an idea. And you take a look at that, and you got to kind of Remember what Brian McClellan did, in fact, say he said that he did not want to make any big moves until Backstrom comes back. And I think that ultimately he wants to see what this team has with Wilson back in the lineup and Dmitry Orloff and Beck Malenstein and all the myriad of other players that are missing from this team. So I know it's kind of fodder to talk about, and that's one of the things that Elliot Friedman does is he talks about potentials. You know, he likes to spitball and pontificate on his show what players would be a good fit on certain teams. And you know, to be fair, he does it for a living and he usually is pretty good at that kind of thing. But just taking a look at Brock Besser, would he be a good upgrade over Anthony Mantha? One of the things that uh, Brian McClellan had said is he kind of wants to see what he has in Anthony Mantha. If you remember last season, 
Anthony Manta missed a good chunk of last season due to that shoulder surgery. Uh, the one thing I will say about Mantha is he is a bit of a hot and cold player. Uh, when he first came to the Capitals, if you guys can rewind time a little bit in your head and remember the Jacob Vrana trade that also included a draft pick for Anthony Mantha. Jacob Vrana, you know, was one of the fastest guys, if not the fastest guy on the ice for the Capitals. He could just never find that consistency, I guess you could say, on the Capitals. He has gone on and done a fairly decent job with the Red Wings, so nothing but positivity. And, you know, I hope he does great with the Red Wings going forward here. But uh, Anthony Mantha, a hot and cold player. First came to the team, kind of lit it up, and then dropped off. And then all of a sudden, he'll go on on a tear and score, you know, four goals in four nights, and then he'll fall off. So I think that ultimately what the Capitals are looking for in Anthony Mantha is consistency. Consistency scoring, game in, game out. That's what they're looking for. Um, you know, he does have that big frame. And I think to a certain extent, when they first signed him, they thought, it would be good to have him because he has that big frame and maybe he can use that frame to his advantage. But the one thing I'm going to say about Anthony Mantha is he's not intrinsically a tough guy. If you're thinking that you're going to have, you know, Tom Wilson 2.0 out on the ice, wrecking people into the corner, that's just not in his wheelhouse. And the couple fights that I've seen him in, they look kind of clumsy and awkward. He's not you know, he doesn't have those street fighter skills, I guess you could say, when you see some of the league's well-known fighters uh, drop the gloves. If you look at Tom Wilson or Maroon or, you know, Ryan Reeves, you can tell that those guys have put their time in knocking other guys' lights out. So they're accustomed to that. But when you see Anthony Mantha fight, it just doesn't evoke that same response in me, like, oh, he's really taking it to this other guy. So, um, you know, Anthony Mantha, you know, and that's not what it's all about. I don't want to say it's all about being a tough guy out there. But I think that he has to use his size to his advantage. You saw that a little bit last season in the Florida series in the playoffs where he was kind of forced to be that physical guy because Tom Wilson went down in the first game. For me, that's what I want to see more of out of Anthony Mantha is using that frame to his advantage and um, you know, kind of being that deterrent. I, I mean, I want him to continue scoring goals. But ultimately, that's what I want. But back to the Elliot Friedman article, it's not an official report, but taking that all into account could kind of a deal like that make sense for the Capitals. So just taking a look at it, you know, one of the things that Brian McClellan said, he should be a big part of our offense. McClellan's talking about Mantha said last week, he's a big, strong forward. You can see it when his game's on. He dominates the game with size and skill. McClellan said there are periods where it hasn't been there or team is different when he's on. And of course, when you have a guy that's dialed in, um, obviously they're going to play better. See T.J. Oshie. How much better has this Capitals team played with T.J. Oshie in the lineup? A noticeable difference with him in the lineup. So that's what I'm talking about with the, with the team this so far. They really want to see when Wilson comes back, what Wilson do they have? Is he in top form or does it seem like there's a bit of a lag? Uh, once you get uh, Dimitri Orloff back and T.J. Oshie continues to do great things, um, what do they have in the tank? Is it enough? Does, is it going to be enough to push them over the top or do they have to tinker with it a little bit? There have been a few other players uh, mentioned. I remember Eric Carlson was one I spoke of. Also, Bo, uh, Bo Horvat, Eric Carlson off the struggling Sharks, and Bo Horvat off another player off the Canucks there. So you take a look at the Canucks. 
And you can understand why they're trying to make changes because also, like I said, Thatcher Demko, I've heard that name kicked out there, is that they started slow and then they went on a tear and they won a bunch of games and now they've slowed off. I think they're kind of assessing the team and seeing that, you know, potentially maybe they're not going to have enough in the tank to make a push. So maybe it's best to offload uh, some of the players that they feel are a a bit extra, uh, if you will. But taking a look at Besser, is he ultimately the guy? Is he the upgrade? Besser, meanwhile, has seen his fair share of struggles. The 25-year-old has been a healthy scratch for Vancouver this season and has just four goals in 12 assists through 21 games with the struggling Canucks. It's a far cry from his past seasons, which have seen him score 20 goals and put up 40 to 50 points writes Washington Hockey Now. As for his contract, he has two years after this season and carries a cap hit of $6.65 million. His agent also reported that half a dozen other teams have shown interest in him. So my big thing, and it's always been this way, and I spoke about this uh, in the offseason as well, is make moves if they make sense. If you're getting an upgrade, then I'm all in on going after Brock Besser. And later in the show, we'll talk about kind of his pedigree and his history and, you know, intrinsically what kind of player is he. This season, he's had a slow start. One could point to the fact that it's a poor Vancouver Canucks team. Is he really playing that much poorer, or is he just kind of a victim of circumstance? Could a change of zip code reinvigorate his career? I guess, you know, that's an interesting question, a bit of a gamble, if you will. But, uh, you know, that's what we're looking at. I mean, if we can get a good upgrade, then I'm all in and on it. But how many times have the Capitals during the season made a big trade and it's kind of fizzled? Um, it's worked to a certain extent, not trade-wise, but the Capitals went out and they picked up uh, Sonny Milano uh, when he was released from that PTO from Calgary, plus A-plus a+ Brian McClellan. But then they went out and they picked up Nicholas Abe-Kubel, who has seemed to kind of be a bust so far. I mean, I guess we haven't really seen enough of Abe Kubel on the ice to see what kind of player he is. I know what they were looking for out of him. They were looking for that tough guy in Tom Wilson's absence, but he, for whatever reason, just must, you know, have not lived up to the capital's potential as he has been absent uh, for the longest period of time here. So I think that, you know, he is some depth. Nicholas Abe Kubel is some depth. But what I'm talking about here is if they're bringing players in, it's got to be more Sonny Milano's and less Nicholas Abe Kubel's real guys that are going to be building blocks for this team instead of just a depth. You know, we don't need depth. This team needs scoring. It needs secondary scoring. And we don't need more guys occupying the press press box, watching the game from up high. So my assessment on it is, you know, if they can get the the Brock Besser of old, great. But if it's the one this year that hasn't been playing that great, maybe it's something to reconsider. All right, so after the break here, we are going to talk a little bit about the history of Brock Besser and kind of some hurdles that he's had to cross, some personal issues that he's had, some career issues that he's had. We'll talk a little bit more about Brock Besser next. Today's episode of Locked On Capitals is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. 
Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports. We've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at betonline as well. And guys, even if you're not into gambling or betting, you could bet on an upcoming Capitals game like the Capitals take on the Kraken. It makes watching the games that much fun. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. In this next segment here, we're going to talk a little bit about the history History of Brock Besser and how he was poised to have a breakout season. Uh, you know, he was talked about he had a lot of distractions last year, and then he went and signed a new deal with the Canucks, and they said, well, you can eliminate that as something for Brock Besser to worry about. But here we are in December already talking about a potential Brock Besser trade from the Canucks. So obviously this has a lot to do with the fact that uh, the Canucks are not playing you know, to, to where they want to be. So they're already thinking about offshooting people. They're thinking about getting rid of Brock Besser and possibly Thatcher Demko, a big netminder for the team. So you know there's a bit of desperation and a bit of hitting the panic button on the Vancouver Canucks if they are looking to to get rid of players like that because you wouldn't think that you would want to part with the likes of Thatcher Demko, who is revered as one of the better goalies out there. I know he struggled sometimes, but I think he's also a victim of circumstance. If you want to know what I'm talking about, remember how great Holpe played with the Capitals. Then he went to Vancouver, terrible, and then he went down to Dallas, played pretty good. So sometimes it's just the team that you're playing on. And I think to a certain extent, that is the case for Brock Besser. Besser's 21-22 season was a difficult one for Besser on and off the ice. After a slow start to the season, he finished with the lowest points per game total of his career. Before rushing to judgment about last season, it is important to note that there was a lot of distractions off the ice in the form of his father's illness. Uh, That played a factor in his on-ice production, of course, Focusing on the positive, Besser picked up the game once Bruce Boudreau took over behind the bench. He finished first in power play shots and second in overall shots on goal. As for his point production, it saw a rapid increase from 0.52 in his first 23 games to 0.73 in the final 49 games. It was clear that the coaching change benefited him and helped him returning to the scoring threat Canucks fans have become accustomed to, writes the hockey writers. Where Besser thrived last season was on the power play. He finished second on the team in goals with 11 and fifth in points with 17. What was even more impressive is the fact that he was able to have success despite being relegated down to the second unit at times, which on some nights would rarely see ice with some strong offense additions to the lineup, including Andre Kuzmenko and Ilya Mikheyev. He should once again have another strong season on the power play, even if he is placed on the second unit. So, you know, there is that inconsistency, uh, you know, he, like we talked about historically, he is a good player this year so far, not so great. You know, like they say, it's a far cry from his past seasons, which have seen him dish 20 goals and put up 40 to 50 points. 
So that's the tough thing. You know, that that is kind of, you know, you're rewinding time a little bit and you can see what kind of player he is. Historically, a good player. Pedigree, good player. Is there an, a, a lingering uh, underlying ish, uh, injury? Is there something else going on his, in his career? Or is he just playing poorly because the Canucks are a poor team this year? It's a big question that needs to be answered. And uh, I guess it remains to be seen. Where should Vancouver play Besser in 22-23? They were just talking about that, you know, he has the potential of playing on the lotto line, this line alongside Elias Peterson and TJ, or excuse me, JT Miller was a big reason Vancouver was able to beat St. Louis during the 21 NHL playoffs. Um, So, I mean, if you're putting him together with Elias Peterson and JT Miller, Obviously, you have some faith in him that he has potential. Now, is, you know, where would he fit into the Capitals' plan? So just let's, you know, if, say, he does come to the team, what line would he fit on? That's the question. You know, if it was plug-and-play with Anthony Mantha, you know, uh, slotting him in, is it going to be a big improvement? I guess that remains to be seen. But, uh, you know, I, it is, like I said, it's one of those interesting things about Brock Besser and where he fits. Is he ultimately just going to stay Uh, with the Vancouver Canucks. If you remember, there was also a lot of talk about uh, JT Miller as well, that, you know, he was a potential for movement, but it just seems like at this point of the season that there's a lot of talk about, you know, potential players and where they're going to end up being. So just looking at his season, the Vancouver Canucks winger is open and honest in revealing what's challenging him professionally and personally, even if it's the tough stuff in overcoming adversity and scrutiny with an upbeat attitude is one of his most remarkable traits But he buckled under pressure and the weight of family despair. It wasn't the initial query about summarizing his NHL league season that included COVID-19 diagnosis, a prolonged first half scoring slump, and a second half surge and intrigue as a restricted free agent. It was the follow-up after Besser struggled to address his difficult season away from the rink. It was about his family. It was about the ailing father, Duke, and his unleashed emotion. There were some things away from the rink that were tough this season, Besser said. This was talking about last season here. This was an article in The Province. It was definitely challenging to say the least. It was really hard. When then asked about his dad's courageous battle with a number of serious health issues, Besser took an understandable long pause and said, I can answer it. He is not doing well. He has a pretty bad dementia right now. It got pretty bad this year. It has really hit me hard. So, you know, that kind of reminds me a bit of what uh, T.J. Oshie went through with his father. So it is difficult, and it's sometimes as a fan, and you got to kind of take a look on the personal level. It kind of just remind me of the uh, Nick Backstrom thing, how everyone said, how, what, what is, what's going to happen? You know, we don't got Nick Backstrom in the lineup. We're not worrying about Nick Backstrom or Brock Besser in this case about their personal life. They aren't robots. They are hockey players, and they are humans. And they live a whole life outside of the hockey rink. So, you know, in this case, he was dealing with a father that had failing health and dementia. I think that could be a bit of a distraction for any player. So to judge him too harshly about his performance during that period of time is really unfair. Um, I think that, you know, if any of us had that kind of situation going on in our personal life, it might rattle us a little bit. And I don't think that Brock Besser is any different. You know, like I said, we taught, we saw the issues and, and, you know, the struggle that TJ Oshie went through with uh, his father. 
So it is a tough issue, and we hope Brock Besser nothing but the best uh, going forward. I mean, even if he doesn't work out on the Capitals, we hope that he can you know, return to his former glory. You know, at the end of the day, I'm a fan of the NHL. I'm a Capitals fan, but I, I hope nothing but the best for Brock Besser. You know, if it doesn't work out with the Capitals in a trade, I hope that, you know, he has continued uh, success with the Canucks or whatever team he goes to. All right, so after the break here, we're going to rewind time a little bit more here. We're going to really take the face off the clock and look at the gears What's the scouting report on Brock Besser? Was there a time in his career that he was a lot better? And what were the scouts saying about Brock? We'll talk about that next. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. In this episode, we are rewinding time a little bit and talking about Brock Besser. And this all emanates from the 32 Thoughts podcast where Elliot Friedman was talking out loud in his words about would Brock Besser and Anthony Mantha, would that be a good trade for the Capitals and Canucks? Um, but in this last segment here, we're going to talk about the scouting report on him. What is the book on him in his youngest days? This goes back to December 2014. A big power winger who utilizes his size and strength to generate offensive chances, a real do-it-all guy, plays hard all in three zones, had a great compete level, protects the puck extremely well, especially with defenders draped all over him, fights through any contact he encounters. He has a lethal shot, quick release, and very accurate drive the net, can also pull up and set up his teammates with a skilled pass. Defensively, he does a great job taking away shooting lanes and forcing the other team to adjust their plan, a real pro-style player. And that goes back from December 2014. This is the scouting report on him. That's the book on him. So I guess, you know, that kind of shows you where, you know, where his origin story is. What kind of player is he? So that's what I'm talking about with Brock Besser, is he does have a pedigree of being a great player. And, uh, you know, he has played pretty well throughout his career. He is having a bit of a dip in production this year. And, you know, we're talking about distractions. He just got signed to a new deal. He shouldn't have to deal with these distractions. But that is all a part of the business of hockey. The Canucks are struggling. The Capitals are struggling. They are looking to jumpstart their teams. You know, would Anthony Mantha be a great addition to the Canucks? Potentially. Would Brock Besser be a good fit on the Capitals? Could he help reinvigorate this team? Potentially. But, you know, despite my thoughts and what I've said on this podcast, that the Capitals should make any moves or, you know, once Orloff comes back, then they should assess the team and make any moves that they need to. Those were my thoughts. But now that I know Brian McClellan's thoughts from last weekend where he said he doesn't want to go out and make any big moves um, until he sees uh, what uh, when, first of all, Nick Backstrom comes back and in what form Nick Backstrom comes back. And then also in that conversation, Tom Wilson and Dimitri Orloff. So it is a bit interesting. And, you know, one of the things that Brian McClellan talked about is, you know, I know you could go out and make a trade now and that you could accommodate a move like that. But a top six winger fetches about five to six million dollars per year. So the Caps don't have enough capital to to sign a player like this. So they would have to go out and make a trade where you're you know, uh, getting rid, rid of a contract here to add another contract of another player. That's the only way that it could work. Uh, but if there is a, a, an area on the Capitals that they could look to to potentially get rid of some players or make trades, for me, 
It's the blue line. And why why do I say that? Because John Carlson is the only one under contract, except for Faravari and Alexiev, who are restricted free agents. So that opens up a lot of potential. Are the Capitals going to go and they are going to try to seek uh, and sign Dmitry Orlov to a longer deal uh, when they know that a, um, a rebuild is looming at some point? Do they want to sign Nick Jensen and Trevor Van Riemsdyk and Matt Irwin? And, you know, there's a lot of questions. Gustafson, who's on a one-year deal. There's a lot of questions that this Capitals team needs to answer, and I don't think that really at this point of the season there's any real good answers. Um, you know, oftentimes, like I say, these these insiders like, and they don't get any bigger than Elliot Friedman. I would say he is the biggest um, uh, NHL insider. So if he is, you know, kind of talking about this and and kicking the tires on the prospect of it, there's a pretty good chance that potentially there could be something to it. I know he was thinking out loud, but you know, this isn't just the guy on the street thinking out loud. This is one of the premier NHL insiders kind of just having a conversation with Jeff Merrick, you know, another uh, great guy up in Canada that hosts the Jeff Merrick show as well. So it is an interesting proposition to have Brock Besser on this team, but it is my contention, my belief that if you know we do go out and try to sign someone, like I talked about before, it is an upgrade. It's an improvement. I don't want an apples for apples. I don't want an Anthony Mantha for an Anthony Mantha. That's a wash as far as I'm concerned. And for me, I don't think that we've seen enough of Anthony Mantha to see who he is as a player. Again, we have to kind of subtract a little bit of last season from the equation because he did miss such a big chunk of time due to that shoulder injury. So going forward, I, you know, the Capitals do have some questions that need to be answered. Um, as far as, uh, you know, do they want to make any moves? You know, I think the Capitals went out in the offseason. They did all the right things. They signed Kemper and Lindgren and Brown and Strom and Gustafson and, and a bunch of depth players. Borgstrom, I guess, is playing well down in Hershey and there's there's um, options that the Capitals have. You know, you saw Alexiev uh, kind of uh, playing more here. He played in the last game here. And I'm glad to see that Alexiev has had his opportunity because what's going to happen in years co- to come here is that it's going to be your Lucas Johansson and your Alex Alexiev. My bit of worry about all of that is when they get their opportunity, they never stick. You know, the one thing I'm going to say about the Capitals is that they're not in the green banana business. They want a winner today, right now. Martin Faravari is one of the only players that I can think of in recent memory that was a call-up and has sustained an everyday role on this Capitals team. I think it goes all the way back to Tom Wilson and before that, Braden Holpe. They just have a real reluctance to have young guys on the team. They always want to go with the older guys. And, you know, you always hear that they want to go younger and faster, except for the Capitals. And I know that there's been guys, you know, sprinkled through their Siegenthaler and Chandler Stevenson, but those guys no longer play on the Capitals. I'm just talking about players that are on this team right now. And I think that that's one of the things that they're going to have to embrace in coming seasons is embracing the younger players Uh, Because, you know, this is an aging team and you're starting to see, you know, the wear and tear on this team. Lars Eller is getting older. He's on the last. This is his last year under contract with the Capitals. So there is a lot of things that Brian McClellan could do to tinker here and there to potentially upgrade this team. Um, I guess it remains to be seen up to him what those things are. All right. Once again, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen for your next listen. Check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. 
Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. My name is Dan Homie, and I'll talk to you again next time.